doubling sales whilst turning off Facebook ads? Just how has she done it? It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. In today's episode, I'm catching up with uh, a lady who who experienced outstanding growth when she first launched her business, then hit a bit of a plateau and changed everything, quite frankly, in order to achieve what she's doing at the moment, which is she's doubling sales on last year. So you're going to find out that's from quite a high base. This isn't you know, 100 orders to 200 orders. This is an awful lot more than that. And in the process of doing that, she turned off all their social media advertising and has doubled down on a couple of key channels and a couple of key strategies. And that's what we're getting into in this episode. You're going to find out all about that very, very soon. Before that, though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. I am Alexandria Collis, Director of Customer Experience for Princess Polly. Our demographic is Gen Z, and this is the I expect a response now. I call them the now customer. Our CX teams engage across every single channel. It is very important that we meet our customers where they are, and Gorgeous allows us the opportunity to be efficient with all of these channels located in one place. If you're interested in learning more about Gorgeous, go to gorgeous.com and mention podcast for two months free. And now to introduce today's special guest. Megan Tellers is the CEO and designer at Glass Ladder & Co, a fast growth D2C fashion accessories brand founded in 2017. By 2019, they reached a million dollars in sales and this year are experiencing double last year's sales. Hello, Megan. Hello, Chloe. Great to have you on the show and congrats with the success of your business. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be here today. How did your e-commerce journey start? How did you get into this world? It was 2016. I had just graduated from college and I had moved uh, across the country from New York to Los Angeles. Um, I was working in the fashion industry, which is very female dominated. Um, there is a lot of self-expression and uh prioritizing style and accessories. And I had a industry shift. I was working in public relations and marketing. And I shifted from the fashion industry to the finance industry, which is a very stark contrast and then became very male dominated, um, very dull. I've worked dull. in finance. Dull is, dull is the word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and I had just noticed my myself wishing that there were accessories for the workplace for women that were better because I felt like everything that was available on the market was either 
very, very childish and felt like it was designed for a schoolgirl. And there's no way I would have been taken seriously in the finance industry. Or it was very, very masculine. And that didn't make me feel very confident and stylish and motivated either. So I noticed this gap in the industry. And um, the more I was talking to my husband about it, the more I wanted to do something about it. And then just kind of through a lot of discussion and a lot of design and well, what it would look like. And he is my business partner. He was with me from day one and we just slowly evolved. We originally started with a line of portfolios and pad folios for women in the office. Mm -hmm. And in early 2019, we expanded into handbags. Wow. So so it was initially not even a bags brand. It was kind of leather goods, I suppose, or what we would traditionally call leather goods, but you don't actually tend to use leather, do you? Yes, we use all vegan materials. So vegan leather, vegan suede, vegan glue. A lot of times glue has like remains of horse products or horse bones. So all of our materials used during assembly are vegan. Yeah, so I shouldn't use the phrase leather goods. And they must rename that category of items sooner or later because it's not it's not helping any of us. Okay, Megan, so, so you'd experienced some of the fashion world, you saw that product opportunity and away you went. What, what made you want to build that business in the e-commerce space rather than creating, you know, buying a shop front or wholesaling to, to others? Whew, probably the upfront cost involved with going with a retail store. I was making a bare minimum salary. I was living in one of the most expensive cities in the country. We built this business from a 600 square foot apartment and just dedicated, you know, our kitchen and our living room to it. You know, we were extremely bootstrapped, even for our product we actually took out a personal loan because we didn't even have savings to pull from. So we really gambled and took a bet on ourselves. Very cool. And clearly that's paying off. So let's get into the business as it is right now. So where in the world are you based and where in the world are you selling to? We are based in sunny Southern California and we sell worldwide, although the majority of our customer base is U.S. I would say about 90% U.S., maybe 5% Canada, and then kind of just sprinkled in other countries across the world. Okay. And um, what platform do you choose to sell on? Are you a Shopify user, a Magento, or something else? Shopify. We are, I'd say, 95% Shopify. We have a few listings of our bestsellers on Amazon, and we use a few wholesale platforms, but the large majority is D2C through Shopify. Cool. And um, are there any, given you're on Shopify, are there any key widgets or plugins you'd like to recommend? We have had the most success with text marketing. So as far as Shopify apps and plugins go. So one that we really like is Postscript. So we enjoy that app a lot. It has really helped um, grow sales and automate things in another stream. You know, we have email marketing, we have text marketing, we use social media. It's just another tool in your belt. But as far as plugins for Shopify go, um, we do really like PostScript text marketing. And 
a lot of businesses, a lot of business owners, a lot of marketers are very, very nervous about using text message marketing and are worried it will alienate customers. So what advice would you give them for at least giving it a test? Well, we use it primarily for our launches. We, in a sense, do new launches every season. So in spring and fall, we launch a new collection with new products. In summer and winter, we just launch new colors in existing products and designs. So every season, we will create a new segment and say, please reply yes to opt in if you want notifications about our upcoming fall collection. That way they're not fatigued. They get a preview of, is this collection even something I'm interested in? Do I want these updates this season? So while they remain on our main list, they don't really receive a lot of marketing during that season if they choose not to. And I feel like that creates a sense of respect and trust because it's not just, I'm going to text you every day until you buy something. It's (laughs) usually more geared towards big news. Like we have a new launch coming up or here's the details on this. And it allows them to say, yes, I'm interested for this season or no, I'm not. Do you carry that? Are you interested in this season over into other channels such as email as well? Or is it very much a, a text message, additional permissioning step? Yeah, it's mostly text message because it is so invasive and PostScript actually can automate that. So if someone does reply with the keyword yes or reply autumn to be included in our fall list, it just automatically does it. So it it's just very easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that way of doing because I can, I can totally get if I really want to know when that season's coming out. I want to be the first. So yeah, a text message makes total, total sense to get it. So thank you for that. I think you just, hopefully we've inspired a couple more people to go and give text a go. And what does your your team look like these days? Because presumably you're not still in the 600 square foot apartment no. and there's more than just you and your, your uh, husband in the business. Yes. So we have our own warehouse now. If you had asked me this question around this time or a little earlier last year, it would have looked very different. But now we are a very small but mighty four-person team. We do most of our stuff in-house. We had a lot of outsourcing last year. We had an outsourced warehouse team, a third-party fulfillment center. We had an outsourced advertising agency where we spent a lot of money in social media advertising. And we were investing a lot externally. And we kind of ran the numbers and saw it might be a little extra work, but it's going to save us a lot of overhead if we take these things in-house. So last year, we opened up our own warehouse and we hired a warehouse manager and we stopped running Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising. We actually haven't run probably a single ad, maybe boosted one or two posts here or there. We are growing and experiencing a massive surge of growth using social media all organically this year. So now we are small but mighty in-house, but that has been a big transition from last year. That's um, several massive decisions. Um, 
I was like, okay, wow, you went for the warehouse in-house. Ooh, big move. And then you said, you know, get rid of the agency. I thought, oh, that's a big move. But then you you actually stopped running the ad. So you shifted completely from the paid version of social media to the organic side of things. That's a big call to make. Yeah, that was actually all right after having a baby as well. <laughs> we're like, we're just changing everything. So we might as well just renovate our business model, everything. But it's a roll of the dice that's paying off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, it was strategic. It was things that we had seen that we had enough data, for example, with running ads. We had been running ads for well over a year. So we had a lot of data where we were able to see how much have we consistently been spending? How much have we consistently been making? What were we making before we started running ads? During the pandemic, there was about a month period, I think, when everything first happened around March, April, which was also when I gave birth, that we just turned off ads just for a few weeks um, and took a, a breather. And mm -hmm. that also showed us, I think, that we don't need to be so afraid of turning off the ads. Not that, that it wasn't bringing in necessarily new people or new traffic, but that just the ROI was not as strong as we needed it to be. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, we get, oh, there's a big funnel of stuff coming from over there, but then you have to, it's not just, can we get orders from over there? It's also, can we get orders we want from over there? Which means, is the ROI right on the first order? And are they then going to be interested in buying again? So you said you've, you've, you've basically shifted primarily over to organic social. So is that, just for clarity's sake, is that running your own in company Instagram account and driving sales that way? Or is it other channels or is it also leveraging influencers? So we are not working with influencers at the moment. It has been something that we'll consider for the future, um, but we're just kind of limited on resources at the moment. So we use all organic channels. We have our email list. We have our text list. We have our business Instagram page. We have, I have a secondary page, which is a personal, mm -hmm. personal slash business page where I show more of a personal behind the scenes from the designer's perspective. So it's a secondary business page, but it's from my perspective. Kind of for the core fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. The Facebook group is where our top fans get together. We, on launch days, we do little fun celebrations in there just for our, you know, we call them our insiders. And they also weigh in on potential colors or designs. So they get to be involved in our processes. Um, and it just kind of adds another layer of relationship with the brand. Mm -hmm. And we use TikTok as well. So we do have two TikTok pages. We have a business page. And then once again, my business personal page, our business page, we don't use very often. Um, what we have been experiencing a lot of growth on is, is my personal business TikTok page. Excellent. And um, so, so it's quite a mix, but all, all very kind of core to the business. And it, it, it makes total sense that if you're going for organic at the moment, those are the platforms you'd be on. Um, one quick question though on that before we move on to something else is the Facebook group of your insiders. 
I'm assuming that's invite only. So are you selecting people to invite them into that? So it is not invite only, but we do pre-screen. So we ask questions to make sure that they're not a robot, that they're not spam. They are truly a fan of the brand. We ask them some questions about like, well, which are your favorite designs and things that you would have to know about the brand to answer the questions. And so we do provide the link in a few different places. So um, we provide it through our email marketing. So when people join our email list or they make a purchase, we promote them to push them to come and join our group. Um, we advertise it on our social channels as well, primarily on Instagram. We push our Instagram traffic into the group. So it's not invite only, but we do screen through who comes into the group. Yes, people can decide to be an insider or to decide to want to be an insider and so long as they can go through the process, you know, jump the gate of answering the questions, then they'll be they'll be in there. So the other topic I wanted to move on to, because I know you've been doing a lot of work in this area, is the kind of the automation email side of the business. And you touched on it there when you said about when people sign up to your emails, when they make a purchase, you encourage them to get into the Facebook group as well. How important is the the email automations been or is it to the growth you're seeing this year? It's very important. I would say it was probably very early this year, actually, um, we had hired Jessica Totillo Costner from the e-commerce badassery podcast. She is a Clavio specialist. Mm -hmm. Um, We have struggled with email (laughs) in the past. (laughs) We jumped from a bunch of different providers from MailChimp. We jumped to Clavio. We jumped to Flowdesk. We jumped all over the place. We had no clear strategy. And we had no real workflows in place because it was just, it was very intimidating and hard to personalize it towards, I mean, we have a lot of different types of products. So it was, it was challenging. And then when we brought Jessica on board, she handled everything A to Z. She proposed her own ideas about, oh, well, we can put the Facebook group in at this part and at this part. And if we advertise it this way, as well as sending, I mean, she's amazing, sending emails for this product with this imagery and blog posts and whatnot that are specific to that exact product, which is, I mean, I couldn't even if I wanted to (laughs) have started to do that. So it's really, really dialed in. And while we do send out email blasts for campaigns of new sales or new launches, having it automated and dialed in this year has been one of the big game changers for us. So we're talking about things like the post sign up campaign. We're talking about the post purchase campaigns, reactivation campaigns. And then are we what what else have you have you put in the mix? What's what I guess what which is the automation which which you're most excited about? I would say the post purchase one actually. Um, we got really strategic about the emails that we send to them from the time that they purchase to the time that they receive their order. Very very intentionally. Um, there are some frequently asked questions that we want people to know before they get their product in hand. For example, here's how you properly store your bag. Here's how you clean it and take care of it. Here are things not to do. And that has eliminated a lot of customer service of 
when they get the product, oh no, I, you know, spilled Sharpie on my bag or I did this <laughs> or that. Um, so being able to have that automated, that's for sure my favorite automation because it's very strategic. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Do you know what the email and SMS marketing platform most frequently recommended by our podcast guests is? Yup, it's Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. I am Alexandria Collis, Director of Customer Experience for Princess Polly. Since implementing Gorgeous within a short month, we saw a 40% increase in our agent's productivity. If you're interested in learning more about Gorgeous, go to gorgeous.com and mention podcast for two months free. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking your businesses to the next level. So Megan, are you ready for the top tips? I am. I'm ready. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. The book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Uh, The Launch Strategy by Jeff Walker. Absolutely. I think launch methods and leaning into your launch strategy, refining it is going to be a game changer for anyone's business. New is just such a powerful message, isn't it? And if you, when you read that book, you're kind of like, oh my word, there is so much more I could do with this than just put it on the website and send an email. So I'm Great recommendation. Okay, the traffic top tip then. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I want to say for traffic, social media. For conversion, text marketing. Oh, I like. I love the clarity there. Okay, um, the tool top tip then. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yes, uh, we use the Voxer app for in-house communication. It streamlines everything. It makes... Um, it makes things so much easier for those who don't know. It's like a walkie-talkie voice app um, instead of sending messages like written out through a Slack channel or something. You just walkie-talkie your teammates and depending on their settings, it will just speak out on their phone like sitting down or they can have it to, her, to a lower um, setting where they have to open the app or have their phone app open to get the message. But it allows us to really easily communicate back and forth from customer service who is on the east coast of the country to our warehouse who is on the west coast Um, so it allows us to all stay really dialed in with each other even though a lot of our team does not work physically together clever and how are we spelling the name of that one uh v o x e r voxer Nice. I like it. Okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? My top tip would be to utilize launch marketing and to then figure out how to utilize those um, methods and apply them to things other than new product launches. You can use them for sales, 
for holiday season, for even just a product promotion. You can take something old and make it like new and use these tactics and strategies to consistently have growth, traffic and sales within your business. Awesome answer. Uh, Megan, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Absolutely. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Megan's Ladder, on our business Instagram at Glass Ladder, and our website is glassladderco.com. Lovely. Um, Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think you've you've opened some some uh, jaded people like me's eyes to the potential of organic social for an e-commerce business and hopefully inspired a few people to get going with text as well. So um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Good. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun and I've been uh, honored to get to speak with you today. So an amazing kind of trifecta, I suppose, of marketing that that Megan's using this year to grow her business. You've got the launch strategies kind of epitomized by the text messaging strategy. You've got the email automations and launch strategy taking the weight of, you know, making sure everything comes together to generate those sales. And you've got that big focus on organic social with building those relationships with the customers as well as creating the excitement on the platforms. To get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also, if you click on the e-commerce help button, you will find out a little bit more about the e-commerce master plan crew, who are the clever, brilliant band of specialists that we recommend to help you take your marketing to the next level. And the marvellous Jessica Totillo costa who uh, Megan was praising during our interview. She is one of our crew members. So if you want to get in contact with Jessica, see what she could maybe do for your business, you can do that via our website too. Just head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, click on e-commerce help and you'll find everything there. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So if you know someone else this show can help, please do point them in our direction. Tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. And if you're intrigued about any of those marketing methods we were just talking about, we've got a month on all of them over on um, our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing. And very recently, we put live our month on organic social media. So if you thought organic social media was dead and buried and not worth doing, you will find out a lot more about that if you go and have a listen to that recent month of episodes on Keep Optimizing. For now, though, I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.